What's up, guys? Max, you're back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. Hope you're all doing great out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. It's great to see all your faces and listen to all of your, uh, I imagine, cheering me on for the podcast listeners. I just assume you're applauding right now, going out of your mind, crazy, just so stoked for this brand new Scuttlebutt Show, which, by the way, of course, is Friday. Happy Friday. So the, the Q&A Zoom link is in the description of the YouTube video. You can click that and join me live on Zoom and ask me anything that you want. Nuggets, what is up? It's great to see you. Ancient Neophyte, yes, sir. And John Franco in the chat. I'm losing my voice over here. Too much talking this week. John says, best squad competition. Saw some more rain in Fort Hood. Well, we'll check in on that. I do have that link pulled up because I did promise you we would follow along with that as the week went on. Um, and yeah, it is Q and a Friday and I do have some, uh, cool memorabilia that I put up for you guys. So if you want to check that out, um, I am going to pull that up and have that, uh, have that ready to go. I think that's going to be a lot of fun actually. So, um, I will, uh, I will wait on you guys for questions. Um, ask me anything, ask me anything you want. Uh, if you want to join the zoom, go ahead and click that link. Uh, I will give everyone a minute to join here, but it is casual Friday. Harry Lime Pie, what's up? It is casual Friday. Um, I have been enjoying my day. I made it to the gym again this morning. Thankfully, I'm very grateful. I am very grateful um, as opposed to the other days this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, where I was just broken in half, could not move. If somebody offered me a million dollars to stand up straight on Tuesday, I would not have been able to win that money. I would not have been able to win that money because uh, I just could, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. We got somebody in the chat here. Hopefully he uh, is able to join up soon. And then I will prep the uh, prep the meeting, if you will. Hey, how's it going? Um, give me one second here to get things set up and I will bring you on board. Um, just a moment. So uh, I've got, you know him as Sir Nuggets Boy. And he is uh, in here ready to go. I just got to get my new uh, setup properly done over here. Hang on. We're so close. We're so close. All right. Are you good? I'm going to bring you on if you're good. All right. What is up, Nuggets? How are you? Hey, it's been a minute. I'm so glad to be back on here, you know? It's it's good <laughs> to have you back on. You you look like you're getting older. You look like you're getting growing up over there. I am. You, you're we're watching like me age live. Uh, I'm turning 17 in a month. So that's, you know, obviously a big leap. I've been I think like I, I first started watching the show back in like late 2020, I think I'd say, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've, you know, I guess like some people may have seen me growing over the years. I never really thought about that. I've been watching for so long and doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you end up, uh, whatever your plans are for going to college, join the military, whatever that is, um, it's going to be cool when that happens and we'll be like, yeah. Hey man, we saw it happen right before our eyes. That's very cool. Yeah. And also same thing with like Rambo, you know, he said he's planning on joining the Marines. And then we saw him go to boot camp for six months because he was in like in some sort of unit where he got COVID or something like that. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it was like crazy Sam, seeing some people change in their stories and all. And, you know, yeah, just something to really reflect on. Even even you, you know, you've been through a hell of a lot. I could see with all moving and all this and that. And yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> Life takes you into some crazy places, doesn't it? it takes you on some crazy journeys. That's life, essentially. That's what it's called. <laughs> what's uh? So what's up, man? So I got you on here live. So what's new? What's on your mind? Well, this was an odd question, right? So I started like watching a bunch of like you know, or reading a bunch of Water Beneath the Walls, and I started thinking about you know, uh, World War II and all that. And I uh, 
I collect, you know, like photographs of like, you know, like, you know, combat stuff like that, you know, World War II, World War One, all sorts of time periods. And this one sticks out with me. It was of like, you know, a bunch of soldiers holding an enemy flag. And it kind of got me thinking. It was like, people do that, like, you know, modern day. But I was wondering, did you ever experience that? Because I understand you went through like a, a lot, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan. Did you ever see like any like special forces guys like carry around like an ISIS flag or like an Al Qaeda flag they captured or something like that? Or Yeah, that's actually um, a great question. I love that question. I have a cool answer for you. Um so like war trophies, right? So you want to bring back some souvenir or whatever you can. A cool thing is, uh, and this is a great episode too, because I've got some memorabilia stuff that I'm going to show off today and I'll continue to dig through some old bins and stuff and see what I can find. But yeah, um, I remember there were there was a lot of stuff I wanted to get. So we would get patches and stuff from like friendly forces. So the Afghan Special Forces, Afghan National Army Special Forces, the ANSF, they would give us their patch, which was awesome. The commando patch, because we called those guys commandos is what they went by. So I have the commando patch. I had um, like the Australian guys gave me a hat, one of their uh, Australian Special Forces caps. The ODA team that I was stationed with gave me one of their ball caps with one of their patches on it. And all that stuff's cool. But you're asking, you said ISIS flags. And actually, I have a couple cool stories about that. And it's so funny you ask that because I was just thinking about it recently. In Iraq, uh, up near Mosul, we were doing a, a mission along the flot, the front line, and it was in support of uh, the uh, Kurdish up there and the Peshmerga. And so we were up there. It was a beautiful evening. Um, we were on a rooftop of a building. The sun was setting, and I was sitting there with this Air Force combat controller, and we were looking at an ISIS flag like 100 yards away, but on the ISIS side of the front lines. And he was like, I want to go get that flag. And I was like, mm, that thing's going to be booby-trapped. He's like, I know, but what if we just <laughs> what if we just crawled over there and got it? I think I could get it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think we should. Do I don't think we should. Uh, and he was like, yeah, you're probably right. And we, we did not go get it. So, so we just sat there and stared at that ISIS flag. We would, we could have put everyone else at an incredible risk if we had gone over there. Right. So like if we had gone over there, just the two of us, something happened, uh, we could put a whole bunch of people at risk, but it would have been cool looking back on it. It's always like in hindsight, it would have been cool, but it was, we definitely did the right thing. But we did eventually get our hands on an ISIS flag, a big one, and uh, it currently hangs, I can't say where, but it hangs framed in a very special location, and it is a very, very cool souvenir, especially when people who don't know um, kind of like, you know, what they're getting themselves into see that, and they're like, is that a real, is that like a real ISIS flag? Like, yeah, that's off the battlefield, ISIS flag, and we we did recover one. So yeah, stuff like that. Um. The ISIS fighters used to wear badges around their necks, like lanyarded uh, ID cards, which was so funny because we actually were able to use that for positive identification of who was a bad guy. So they would walk around like with their bad guy, you know, <laughs> thing on their chest. Like, all right, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're cleared hot off that. So they were idiots. Um, but it always would have been cool to get one of those, but I never did. Yeah, so that's probably, uh, I hope that that is a fulfilling answer for you. We did recover an ISIS flag and were able to bring that thing back uh, for the boys. I was actually, it was like a perfect, you know, answer because I was kind of wondering, it's like, is Max 
have an ISIS flag? Is that like <laughs> my for that was my first question. That was by another question of that's got to be a hell of a conversation starter if you have like friends over that you don't know that you're in the Navy in Iraq and they go like, whoa, okay, you know, just kind of like hit with like a flag with like holes and shit in it. But yeah, yeah. So you know, it's I don't have it at my house. It's uh, it's it's not mine. It's a it's a team thing, right? And it it's hanging kind of in a in a somewhere on a a wall of of decorations of memories and uh, experiences and kind of like a you know you've got a a one place you could just look at and just see a history. You know what I mean? You can just see a whole timeline of cool things that have been done and just you know it transports your mind to the 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 military history, modern military history, Iraq, Afghanistan. Iraq again, you know, uh, Africa, all this stuff, cool photos and memorabilia. And each one has a really good story behind it. And I think that's cool. Like you see this thing and you go, what's the story behind that? And it's like, oh, glad you asked. It's a good one. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad I, um, that was kind of the main important question. I just got one more odd question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, when you were in, and I'm not sure if you, maybe I might've said it like someone else, but, uh, when you're in California, by chance we're in Santa Barbara, by chance i know it's an odd question because like i swear i saw someone that looked exactly like you but they were like like across the street so i'd like blink twice and squint and i couldn't tell and it was like an odd thing but no yeah. so not i haven't been to santa barbara recently but i've been there uh I've, I've been there in my life like i've been there uh 2019 i was there was the last time i was there so i've been up there a couple times actually my first uh my first ship the uss ronald reagan the Reagan Library is in Santa Barbara. And so we sailed up there and we took over that city for the weekend and it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. It was very cool. Well, that's that's really all that comes to mind. I guess a good like starting off question because you know, like that's that's the one thing I wanted to know. Does he have an ISIS flag is the most important. Now I can rest that bag going, uh, finally all resolved, you know? Yeah. But I, I uh, you know, it, 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 I could have a story where I, low crawled across enemy lines to recover an ISIS flag. <laughs> and I could have a story where me and this other guy got blown up. And uh, well, I guess I wouldn't have that story, but we got blown up into pink mist uh, doing something stupid. And that's always the dice roll with that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, otherwise that's, that's all the questions they got from the moment now. I mean, I, otherwise is that actually now, now one more question. Is that the most interesting thing of uh, memorabilia you have, or would you like to answer that question another time? It's a long story. Let me let's think about that. Let me think about that. I have I. It depends on how you look at it. Like I've got um a bunch of stuff. I actually have two things here on my desk that I'm going to show you guys that are both pretty cool. But from like off the you know battlefield, those are that's probably the coolest thing is that flag. Um, and it's like I said, it's not mine to to claim, but. Just knowing that being a part of that and part of that team is uh is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I I do I, I think often that I wish I had been a better uh, collector and had more stuff. But the things that I do have are things that I cherish. Um, I never thought I'd be doing something like this uh, show. And I always like for me when I go somewhere instead of taking a photo there, I like just stand there and look and, and take it all in. And I have that memory, you know, but I can't really share that with anybody else. And so I'm trying to get better about documenting things. So that way, you know, even though I could describe it to you all day, um, I don't always have the, uh, 
I don't always have the the thing to show. I don't have the show and tell piece. So I'm trying to get better at that. But that's that's definitely one of the coolest things. Yeah, that's that's the main reason why I like you know collecting like you know as I said like combat photographs and stuff like that because like it captures a certain moment in time and you know especially getting uh, you know access to certain photographs uh, as you know about months ago with the whole you know Jonesy kind of Claymore thing going on. That was, that was, that was probably one of my favorites I have up there, but yep. yeah, that's, um, yeah, that one, but otherwise that's all the questions I got, you know, got all the three ones I want to check out for the box and hopefully I don't want to keep anyone else, you know, kind of anxious, like, Ooh, I got a really good question that also has me to sleep at night, you know, but <laughs> I think I'm going to get on off and, uh, you know, just enjoy the rest of the show on the other way. And, and <laughs> yeah, dude, well, I appreciate it. If you, if you think of anything else, you can jump back on if you want to, of course. Um, yeah, I'll try to, uh, I mean, you could just Google an ISIS flag and you'll see that they were everywhere, all different shapes and sizes. The one we got was really big, which was cool. And uh, they were everywhere back then. So they weren't hard to come by. Some people had uh, some torn up ones that everyone took a little shard of. And uh, then we we were able to, you know, get one whole one huge. And it was uh, the whole deal, <laughs> the whole thing. And it was awesome. Well, I think I'm going to skedaddle, so. All right, do it, bro. Thank you. Let me just leave the meeting with you guys. Ah, uh, nuggets. Thanks for calling in. Mudrock, what's up? Harry Lime Pie, did you bring back a vial of sand? No, I did not bring back a vial of sand. Um, I That would have been cool, but if I, if I had brought back a vial of sand, to be completely honest, I feel like I would have been uh, um, copying from... Saving Private Ryan or something like that. Like, that's their thing. I wanted to have my own thing. All right, I promised you guys, by the way, Zoom is open for business. You guys want to call into Zoom, please feel free. Do not hesitate. The link's in the description of the YouTube video. And if you're listening to this in a podcast, Fridays, 1500 Pacific, the live Q&A. If you have any questions about the Navy or for me or anything like that, then please feel free to call in. I love having the conversation. Two-way, be able to bring you on the show. It's very cool. Very, very cool. So the first piece of memorabilia, oh my gosh, when we got back from Okinawa, I was so stressed. Like I forgot everything that we had in storage. We had three couches, four beds, all this stuff. Uh, we had we had to get rid of a bunch of stuff. We had to give it away. I would, luckily, we had some, uh, you know, posted up on Facebook and were able to give some stuff to a good home, donate it just for free. Very cool. Um, and uh, then I got my box that was labeled like military stuff and there was some cool stuff in there the first thing i have for you guys when i was in a brand new undesignated airman on board the uss ronald reagan i'm making my way through uh you know the shops through the ship trying to stay out of trouble trying to do the right thing i ended up in uh i ended up in uh, division where I was got my rate. I got my first mentors. I became an AT and aviation electronics technician, all this stuff. Part of, uh, part of that journey was when I, uh, was doing decently well as an airman on board the ship, which, you know, when you're a E3 and below, you're in competition with like all the other E3s. You know what I mean? Every junior sailor, seaman, airman, hospitalman, fireman, construction man, that is on that ship is in competition with one another. And that competition culminates 
with the Blue Jacket competition. The Blue Jacket, the name for the E3 and below class of sailor, because that is their own you know, special class. That's a special group of people, the E3 and below out there in the world, the Lance Cooleys, the Airmen, the Seamen, the Firemen, the, uh, the Air Force Airmen, the um, privates in the Army, all that stuff. So I get submitted by my uh, chain of command for the blue jacket of the quarter. So to become the blue jacket of the year, you have to at first become the blue jacket of the quarter. So I go up for blue jacket of the quarter. I'm up against every other E3 and below on the ship and then each division from each department. So it goes, you have divisions, departments, and then the whole ship. The department heads report to the ship ship's uh, leadership. So... My division nominates me. I win it for the division. I go up uh, you know, to the department. I win it for my department. And I go up to the actual you know, blue jacket of the quarter for the ship. And that includes a uniform inspection and a board where you present yourself looking your finest that you can. You go in there in front of a bunch of uh, chiefs and senior chiefs. I think senior chief was the highest ranked person. I don't think there was a master chief on, uh, on there. And they interview you and they ask you questions and they review your service record and your quals and all that stuff. And I remember walking in there, I do my Sailor's Creed. I get asked a bunch of questions and funny story about that. One of the questions, so this was on the, like the, we were all waiting on the mess deck, the galley level, the second deck. And then from there, there was a ladder well down into one small compartment. That was where the board took place. All of us were waiting at the top of the ladder well. The people, a couple people go before me. We're all, you know, milling around smartly together. Then my turn comes. I go down there. I do my board. One of the questions is how many red stripes are on the American flag right there? How many red stripes? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's 13 stripes on the American flag. There's white stripes and red stripes. It's either going to be seven or six. And then I'm thinking, what, what is the first stripe? The first stripe will answer the question. Whatever the first stripe is, there's seven of those, I'm thinking. So I'm like, it's red. I've seen the American flag a million times. Like, it's red. There are seven red stripes. And they're like, okay, they don't tell you at the time if you're right or wrong. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I got that one right. And they asked me all my other questions. They asked me my general orders. They asked me who the commanding officer of the ship is, who the engineering chief of the ship is, all this stuff, who the, you know, secretary of defense is at the time. It was like Rumsfeld. And I feel okay at the end of my board. I feel okay, like I'm, I'm competitive, and I go up to the top of the ladder well, and I ask, man, what what did you guys put for that? Uh, what did you guys say for that red stripes question? And one of the people going up against me said, I don't know, like twenty, and I said, I'm gonna win. I said, I'm gonna win. If somebody said there was twenty red stripes on the American flag, I am walking out of here with that thing, and I did. And part of my award was this plaque. This plaque, blue jacket of the quarter on the USS Ronald Reagan Airman Air Warfare Qualified Max Bloom covering the quarter October 2005 to December 2005. And you guys can check that out right there. That's my name. That's the uh, USS Ronald Reagan right there. Blue jacket of the quarter and the ship's logo there. And then you have the sailor. I forget what this statue is called, like the lone sailor or something like that. It has the Sailor's Creed and Honor, Courage, Commitment right there. And it's cool. It's uh, everything spelled right. 
you can't really see the Sailor's Creed. I don't remember if you could ever see it, but it's kind of worn into the etching now. It's all like laser engraved. But I've, I've actually managed to keep this. And the Reagan's uh, CVN 76's um, motto was peace through strength, like Ronald Reagan said. Peace through strength, which I love. Peace through strength. You got to, you know, project power to prevent conflict. And uh, I love that. So I won Blue Jacket a quarter. I am... I'm now looking back on it very confident I would have been Blue Jacket of the year, but I checked out of the ship to go to school. So I checked out of the ship to go to A school before the Blue Jacket of the year competition ever happened, and so I never competed for it. But I do believe if uh, if I had been eligible, I would have uh, probably won Blue Jacket of the year because I had gone and gotten another qualification and I had been doing great. This whole thing kind of became a joke uh, in my in my department because. I got so many awards. I had just, when talking to Nuggets, talked about the Reagan Library in Santa Barbara. Well, they gave me like a like a glass plaque thing, and I got a, a letter of commendation and all this stuff. But they all came on different days. So like every time we would have a quarters, which was like once a month, they would give me another piece of the award, like another plaque or another letter or something like that. I'm like, please stop, because every time it became a joke, they would be like, Airman Bloom, you know, come up to the front. And I and people would be like, oh, why is he going up there again? This, you know, undesignated E2 on the uh, or E3, I guess, on the ship. Why is he going back up there for another thing? And, and most of the time it was just because I kept getting pieces of the Blue Jacket of the Quarter Award. It was uh, pretty nice. Part of the uh, prize package there was having lunch with the skipper. So I got to go have lunch at the skipper's dining room. Uh, Captain Terry Kraft was the skipper. And it was me. It was the uh, all the you know sailors of the quarter, so the petty officer third class of the quarter, um, second class, first class, and uh, and then all of their chiefs went with them. Or I think I invited my my work center supervisor, LPO, or something like that. Like it was, I think you could invite somebody. So everyone brought their person up them who nominated them or like was their mentor or whatever. So it was uh, it was really cool. And you can see here uh, I've got the USS Ronald Reagan's. Website pulled up on their Navy.mil. Looks like they're still doing good out there. They're uh, living their life. They're deployed. Uh, they're maintaining peace through strength. They're the, still one of the Navy's leading aircraft carriers, one of the le Navy's leading forces out there in the sea, and good for them. That was a great time in my life. The USS Ronald Reagan, and I got a blue jacket of the quarter, which was pretty cool. It was actually uh, something that I, I really took a lot of pride in, and I still am really glad that I have the... Uh, the plaque here, the main award. And somewhere there's a, I have a, a paper letter of it too. So I hope you guys enjoyed that story. 20 red stripes, 20, you did not, you did not say 20 red stripes. Please tell me you did not say 20. Imagine now, I, I would have been a terrible like fleet chief because if somebody, if an airman came in or a, you know, a seaman came in and said that there are 20 red stripes, I would lose my mind. I would freak out. I'd probably start screaming. I probably not at them or not even words. I would probably just start screaming hysterically. Like uh like I'm so broken, my my brain's melting out of my ears and running down my cheeks because I just can't understand how somebody would think that there are 20 red stripes on the flag. I don't they wouldn't even fit. They wouldn't even fit. So where are you getting all these stripes? Yeah, sir, gave me the the oh, bon appetit. Um we've got John Jumping into the uh, into the 
Zoom here. Let's bring him on and see if he's ready to go. And I would love to bring uh, I would love to bring John on if he is able to sign in and get going. I'm, I admitted you, so hopefully you uh, you get in there, John, and we'll bring you on board. If you guys have any uh, memories of going up for a board among uh, against in competition with your peers, I would love to hear that story. Any Navy folks out there went up for uh, any sort of board? I'm really curious to hear it. I would be very interested to uh, know what your experience was like. Carrie Lyon Pie says very nice and thank you very much. Um, let's see, John trying to get John into the into the meeting here. Let's see what do we got going on. John joining the meeting. Hopefully his service is okay out there in Fort Hood. Hopefully he's not in danger. Hopefully John is not in danger out there in Fort Hood. Um, let's see, he's coming online right now. John, give me a thumbs up if you're ready. Let me know. John is online. He's connecting to audio. Let's see. Do we got him ready to go? Give me a thumbs up. Oh, he did not. He did not connect to audio. It's that bad signal out there. It's that Texas. It's that Texas signal. We'll see. We'll give him a chance to join it. We'll give him another chance to join up here. He might want to. Uh, and I hope that he does. I mean, I'm so I am honored and humbled when you guys choose to join in. Iron Lotus, what's up? I am honored and humbled when you guys join up to talk to me. Trying on my phone. Hold on. We got you, John. You take your time. You you figure it out however you want to. Absolutely. Uh, at your at your leisure, my friend. At your leisure. Oh man, Friday. I'm supposed to go try surfing tomorrow. It might be rough. I don't know if I can. I think my back might be too injured to try surfing. But I I will show up to the beach and I will maybe stand on the board and maybe do some surfing dancing, surf dancing. You know, like the Beach Boys. Um, let's see. I'm gonna wait for. I have one more. I have one more piece of uh cool memorabilia and sea stories to share with you guys. But I'm gonna wait and see if John can get on here. Is Fort Hood really as bad as they make it seem? I keep up with the news that comes out, but I want to be optimistic about it. You know, I hear people all the time say Fort Hood is, in fact, really bad. Is it? I've, I have don't know from experience, but people do reach out to me and they say Fort Hood is really bad, especially in my TikTok comments. On TikTok comments, people say Fort Hood is not good. Not good, which bums me out. You know, yesterday we had the Kunsan Barracks and how it is over there. So if that's the Air Force, if that's how the Air Force is living, just imagine what the Army's like, all right? I'm just saying. If that's the Air Force, can you imagine what the Army's willing to uh, to endure? Probably much worse. Probably much worse than what the Air Force is willing to endure. I'll tell you that. Give John another minute. It's on the news enough. Yeah, it is. Mudrock says. Fort Hood makes the news enough. It sure does. All you really need is, uh, you know to look at the Vanessa Guillen case, and you probably know all you need to know. John, got John again back in here. Let me know. Let me know if you're able to connect. If you can hear me, give me a thumbs up if you're good. All right, I'm bringing you on. John, what is up? How are you? Testing one, two, three. Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear. Lima Charlie. All right. The reason why I asked that is because I had a bit of a scare this afternoon when I went to the uh, hearing clinic. Oh, no. I uh, took my test and... Uh, I guess it's comparing my original scores from 2014 and uh, you know how it says, if you hear any audio, click the button. I do. Yeah. I must've clicked it so many times. It was wondering why I was clicking with no audio. It says come back Monday morning at seven 30. So I uh, wonder if that's the start of a hearing profile. There you go. Well, hopefully not a profile, but uh, hopefully you get some documentation on, you know, they'll re-baseline you as they always do. We'll re-baseline you. You didn't lose any hearing. We're just going to re-baseline you. This is your new normal. 
Well, I, I guess that's some bit of good news. And uh, oh, by the way, in uh, 2005, when you won that uh, award, I was a junior in high school. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you know, I'm sure somebody out there was like, you know, in 2005, I was retired from the Navy for five years or something like that. You know, it's 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 all it's all timing, you know, and there's not a lot you can do about that. Like when you're born, you know, when you join all that stuff, it's it's all about good timing. I was lucky I had really good timing, I feel like, in the military. And uh, on a more lighthearted question for you, have you actually had that chance to enjoy your time being back in the United States yet? Yeah, man. Thank you for asking. I have. Uh, it's been really good. The first um, month we were here, we did, we were in Virginia visiting my wife's family, and we were just you know hanging out. We were going to Quantico to exercise, Quantico uh, Marine Corps base. We were visiting old friends and stuff and just relaxing, which was nice, um, kind of decompressing from the trip. Uh, uh it's nice to be out back in San Diego and link up with, you know, old friends of mine that are out here and go on to the, you know, the different bases and see all the places we used to love and all that stuff. My wife and I and some buddies of mine went downtown uh, last weekend to go see a comedy show. And yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Thank you for asking. And, uh, I guess I'll close with, uh, I'm trying to reenlist, but, uh, my wife's in the EFMP program and they have to coordinate with army human resources command. I should hear back in about three weeks. If I get the yes or no to go to Fort drum, New York for four years. There you go. You know, I'm from upstate New York, not near Fort drum, but you know, New York uh, is a cool, is a cool place. I don't know how Fort drum is. I hope it's okay. I actually lived near West point when I was out there, which was a uh, pretty neat. Yeah, I'll be uh, about five and a half hours away from uh, family in Bridgeport, New Haven, Connecticut. So Awesome. Awesome. Good luck, man. And, and I finally got me one of these. There you go. Congratulations. Yep. That's awesome, dude. Got your calf. Yep. That's All very right. cool. All right, bro. Thank you very much. Yep. So John living the dream out there, Fort Hood. He's been giving us the updates from uh, the best squad competition, which we'll do a quick follow-up on uh, at the end of today's episode so we can see if they have who won out there. Mudrock says, in 2005, I was on a workup to the 24th Mew as a team leader. Yeah, there you go. I never got to work with the Mew because I was only on an aircraft carrier and a small little supply ship. I was never on an amphib. But uh, I bet it was um, pretty interesting out there on the ship for the Marines. Uh, I could only imagine. I could only imagine. But imagine being on the Mew when the when Operation Anaconda happened and the invasion of Afghanistan, it's the biggest maritime invasion of all time, the history of the military. That'd be pretty badass. Although it's unlikely uh, for most people that they would be able to participate in any big invasion. Uh, it's, it hasn't happened very much in, in a, from a ship in a modern history. Nugget says, funny story as well about a hearing test. Multiple call my name three times to my face with, and with earbuds on a low volume, I couldn't hear. But when I took a hearing test with the razor hand to... Raise your hand to which ear? Um, oh, you passed with flying colors. Nice. New York represent. Uh, Eviana, hi from Jersey Roads. Oh, okay. What's up out, out there in Jersey Roads? I hope you're enjoying yourself. Let me uh, let me jump on to the next piece of uh, memorabilia, and I have a cool sea story for you guys. Uh, this next thing is kind of humongous, so let me grab it off the floor here, and hopefully I don't bash my uh, computer. And give me one second.
Ugh. Oh my gosh. Let's see if I can not hurt myself here. So this is, let's see if I can get the reflections right. The plaque that I was given when I left Naval Special Warfare, which I love so much. Uh, it's got, it's covered in propellers, challenge coins, uh, a old pistol and a, uh, a bone squirrel, like our, our logo, our secret squirrel. And then this uh, plaque here, which says, this plaque is presented to AT1 EXW SW AW IW Maximus, in quotes, Nicholas Cage Bloom for exemplary service uh, and dedication to Special Reconnaissance Team 1. And... You know, the way that I got the nickname Nicholas Cage is a great story. Oh, let me put this thing down. That weighs like 15 pounds. So let me put that down really quick. Um, so Maximus, my name is Max, but everyone calls me, everyone that I've ever worked with, it usually ends up calling me Maximus. I never asked anybody to, but I do take it as a great compliment. I assume it implies something about being uh, um, uh, strong and able and dependable and just a good teammate. I take it as a compliment, I hope. So Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage. Why did anybody ever call me Nicolas Cage? Well, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, and I actually carry around a lot of um, confusion about that myself. And uh, I have some serious questions about it. I have some questions and I would love to ask them someday. I look forward, I really do, to being able to have these questions answered someday. Um, it was the year 2014. The year 2014. I had just returned from deployment Memorial Day weekend. And I, uh, we didn't start our post-deployment leave immediately. It started several weeks after we got home. So our, our post-deployment leave starts, and not only that, but I actually had volunteered for a trip to San Clemente Island to go do some training, because I was all, you know, I, I loved my job, I was all about it. So I come back from deployment, I didn't have any family or anything like that, so I volunteer for this training trip, I come back, I, uh, I get asked, hey Max, do you mind helping out? SEAL Team 5 is doing an exercise, and there's this like piece of tech that you know, you know a little bit about, and they don't really know about, um, would you be willing to go over there to SEAL Team 5 and talk to them about this thing? And I said, yeah, that's fine. I know I'm supposed to be on leave right now. I know I'm supposed to be, you know, decompressing from this crazy deployment that I just got back from, but why not? I can do that. So I go over to uh, North Island on the other end of Coronado, and I find where uh, SEAL Team 5 is doing their thing, and I link up with them, and I'm supposed to be talking to this... Uh, Lieutenant JG, Lieutenant Junior Grade 02, about this thing. He's like the comms guy. He's their N6. He's like their uh, nerdy computer networking IT guy, Lieutenant, which is great because that's way up my lane too. Like I'm doing this, this tech nerdy stuff as well. We can talk. So I go in there. I meet up with him. We're chatting. And this person comes over who I don't know. They're a little bit older. They're the command master chief for SEAL Team 5. So a Navy master chief, E9, uh, Navy SEAL. And he says, 
hey, nice to meet you. I'm the CMC, I'm CMC over here at Team 5. And I'm like, hey, nice to meet you too. Uh, and I'm in civilian clothes. And he goes, what's, go what's going on? What are you doing over here? I'm like, oh, I'm just helping out with this thing. He goes, oh, great. Okay, well, nice to meet you. And I'm like, nice to meet you too. Let's pause the story right there for a second. That morning was not exactly the greatest morning for me. I had taken our government vehicle and I, uh, I kind of accidentally crashed it into a, a, a stanchion, like a security post. It happened. I mean, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? It happened. I crashed the car. So we had these security posts around our little ID badge gate opener key fob thing. So we had to like key fob our way in and out of the gate, right? So I go to go put the key fob onto the thing. And I'm in this big truck, this big, long truck. And I had to get like right up to it to be able to reach out the window and hit it. And I got the rear end of the truck too close to the stanchion that was there to actually prevent hitting the key fob thing. That's the reason it was there. And I had, I had dented in the truck and left behind a huge streak of yellow paint. All right. So woe is me. I had to go talk to the officer, the duty officer, and do a vehicle accident report. But I still had to go over to Team 5. So I brushed that off. I'm supposed to be on post-deployment leave. I brushed that off. I go over to Team 5. And I, uh, and I, and you know, you guys know the rest of that story. Well, I helped them out a little bit with like this, que these questions that they had, it didn't really go anywhere. It really wasn't a big deal. And when I get back to my work, when I get back to my office, the, our senior chief was there. So we had a, we had a senior chief, we had a command, an O5 OIC, or at that time, an O4 OIC. And we had a Navy SEAL Lieutenant who was like our, our deputy, like our liaison. And they grabbed me, the senior chief grabs me. He's like, hey, Max, can I talk to you? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Love you, bro. And I go into the other room and he goes, look, we just got a phone call from SEAL Team 5. Actually, they, uh, they, called, the, they called the command master chief of, of Special Reconnaissance Team 1. And I'm like, oh, oh, shoot, what's the matter? Well, he said, uh, apparently you showed up over at SEAL Team 5 with long sideburns and a Nicolas Cage attitude. And I said, okay, I guess my sideburns are a little long, but what in the world is a Nicolas Cage attitude? Like, what Nicolas Cage are we even talking about? Gone in 60 seconds, Nicolas Cage? National treasure, Nicolas Cage? What are we talking? I have no idea what Nicolas Cage version you could possibly be talking about. Wicker Man? Like, what, what are we doing over here? What does that even mean? The Rock? Like, what, what Nicolas Cage am I? I have no clue what you're talking about. I thought I had a totally normal interaction, a totally normal vibe. Nope. Apparently, I had a Nicolas, I showed up with a Nicolas Cage attitude. And if I ever see that Master Chief again, first of all, I'm going to go, I think I owe you an apology because I don't know what I did. I feel bad about it, but I also have a question. What is a Nicolas Cage attitude? What in the world is a Nicolas Cage attitude? I've never heard of such a thing. And they, you know what they made me do? I had to, uh, I had to do a sideburns inspection the next day on our team, our Naval Special Warfare team members, which was awkward because I basically was like, fail, 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 fail. 
everyone's everyone's hair was too long. So it was so dumb. So I had to go get a haircut, like a real haircut, which was no, which was unheard of. And then I had to do a sideburn inspection on all my all my battle buddies over there, which everyone failed. So I had to hem them up. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm no, I'm the last person in the world who would ever complain about somebody's haircut. And when I showed up the next day, there were posters all over the shop, photoshopped of me onto like Nicolas Cage posters with quotes like, uh, <laughs> like Nicolas Cage quotes about me crashing the truck with my face on Nicolas Cage's head everywhere, everywhere on my desk around the shop. You open a locker. There's a Nicolas Cage poster in there with me on it. Nobody could tell you what that even means. Nobody could tell you what a Nicolas Cage attitude is or how I embodied it, but it became something that is just tied to me. It's a part of me, ingrained in me. Uh, and, and I loved, I mean, I loved it. It was hilarious. Uh, I could, it was so funny. It, it was, you can't not laugh at that, but I was permanently just the embodiment of Nicolas Cage then from that point forward. And what, what can I do? What, how can I be mad about that? I can't. So even when after six, six years, five, five, over five years at this command, they give me my going away plaque, uh, and it's, and they put Nicolas Cage on there. So that is, uh, that is how embodied in, or how much of a part of me that has become. The plaque says 2014 to 2017, but that's because that command changed names from SA1 to SRT1. And so the plaque covered the SRT1. It's weird how they do that. Like they can't backdate when a command changes. It's like only your time at the new command with the new, uh, UIC and or they called it UIC or like unit identification code and command name. So that was, uh, that covered that time frame. but it was just the, it was just the best. It was just the best thing ever. And I loved it. And I kind of, uh, I, I get emotional even thinking about it. Cause it's just like that, that camaraderie piece, you know, like when people are giving you a hard time cause they care, they, cause they like you, um, loved it, loved it. And I miss it. Uh, Iron Lotus says face off Nicolas Cage or knowing Nicolas Cage or uh, USS Indianapolis. It could be uh, Con Air Nick Cage. Yeah, that's right. Um, Max, I'm trying to convince my boy to call in now and tell you his Humvee incident, but he's shy. Oh, well, if he does, then that would be hilarious. I would love to hear about a Humvee incident. Look, I just exposed myself as a bad truck driver. I just outed myself as someone who crashed the Govey. So... It could have been so much worse, Harry Lyon Pie says. No, it was great. The whole thing was great. John says, I've never had to thankfully fill out the accident investigation form or to SF-518. Yeah, I had to fill one of those out. I don't know if it was an SF-518 or whatever. It was just the uh, the transpo, the transpo, Logsu transpo vehicle accident report. It was like a uh, local form, I think. Um, bully him, Eviana, like Kyle did to me to get me on in the first place. Yeah. Now, now you're calling uh, regular nuggets. I appreciate that. So I was thinking that, um, you know, as time goes on, I will bring a different piece of memorabilia onto the show each week, each Friday. And uh, so today was my blue jacket of the quarter plaque and my, so, you know, it's funny that this is like, this is the uh, first plaque that I ever earned in the Navy. And then that other one, which I can't pick up again because I'm too weak because it's so heavy is uh, 
the last one of the last plaques that I ever earned. I actually have a couple more from around that time that I will share with you guys at a later date. But that's it for today for those. Um, and I'm I'm standing by waiting for anybody to call in. Zoom link in the description of this YouTube video. So if you're listening on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitch or uh, Twitter or whatever, then uh, you would have to um, go to YouTube to get the link. I've been in long enough as a motor transport operator where I've seen some crazy crashes with government vehicles, one being a fuel truck that got T-boned. That sounds very dangerous. I hope they didn't catch on fire. Lord of War, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I'm not. I, I would be one of the nerdier Nicolas Cages, I think. I'd be like, uh, like you know, uh, leaving Las Vegas, Nicolas Cage or something like that, probably. I just, I have no idea. I have no idea what Nicolas Cage I could be. I, I There's so many. There's so many. Um, let's see. While we're waiting for someone to either call in or uh, or ask me a question in the chat there, Let's jump over and just take a quick look at today's video from the best squad competition and see if we know who uh, who won there. Hua. Let's see if we can find out who won that competition. Good morning, Forces Command. Hey, here we are on day five of our best squad competition. I have to say a big thank you to the three core the 1st CAD Division, and 3rd CR for all the awesome support they have given uh, th these uh, squad members and Forces Command. So this morning started with a 12-mile foot march, and now we're going to do the board. And I want everybody to stand by around 1700 when we go on Facebook Live and we announce the winners. Freedom's Guardian. Oh, Facebook Live. Okay, I wonder if we can find their uh, their Facebook Live. Let's see, what, what command actually is this? The uh, U.S. Army Command Major, Command Sergeant Major... U.S. Army Forces Command. Let's see. Maybe I can find it. Maybe I can find their uh, Facebook Live. So I got to tell you guys, in all seriousness, uh, that thing kind of turned out to be boring. That whole thing kind of turned out to be boring, didn't it? Uh, let's see if we can find something. Fort Hood. Uh, Force Comm. I got something here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's see. Day five competing squads were the One Corps, Three Corps, and Fort Hood, U.S. Army Central, Airborne Corps, National Training Center, Fort Irwin, JRTC, Fort Polk, 20th Sea Burning Command, Army Air Missile Defense Command, Army Space and Missile Defense Command. A 12-mile foot march, by the way, is uh, is hard work. If, if, you, if you have a time limit on that, it can actually be... Uh, quite a challenge to make it 12 miles. So let's see. Somebody doesn't know how to use their phone. So let's see what they did here. I immediately became a veteran. I mean, for once, as I said, this was early on my recovery. This is probably my first day to do wearing my ears out in public. And then there they are. I didn't even know what to say. I mean, I was, I'm out there in West Texas. I went through my recovery in San Antonio. I'm sure many of you know, you know, we got one of the best hospitals out there. Uh, and San Antonio is used to seeing guys and gals like me, burn survivors, amputees, you name it. Oh, they're live right now. That's actually, uh, I think I recognize that person. That guest speaker is like a, a um, he's a wounded vet. He was burned. And I think he's uh, like, it does comedy too, if that's who I'm thinking it is. But it's so small on my screen that I can't hardly see it. 
I guess they're going to announce the winner. Um, they're having some brewskis. I see that. Well, anyway, out at Fort Hood for that best squad competition. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves, and I'll try to give you an update on um, on who the winner is maybe next week when I can follow up on that because it looks like they're doing their uh, closing ceremonies tonight, and I don't want to sit here and, and have you guys just sit and watch that for like an hour or something. Um, my fastest ever 12-mile time is 3 hours and 8 minutes in 2017. In 2013, I did a 250, a 250, something like that, around 250, which is, uh, that was pretty tough. A full kitted out, um, uneven terrain, 12 miler with weapon, helmet, rucksack, 45 pound rucksack, full kit, all that stuff, battle rattle, um, a 250. So that was no joke. That was very challenging. Actually. I wasn't expecting it to be as hard as it was. That looks like the phantom warrior center on Fort hood. Very cool. Very cool. Um, what's a weird hobby you picked up after overseas in or out of service? A weird hobby. I don't know if I have a weird hobby. Um, maybe, um, I don't know if I have a weird hobby. Eating a lot of vegetables. Um, eating, like I've stopped eating a lot of meat and I eat a lot of vegetables now. That's weird for me. I never thought that would happen, but, uh, it sure did. Regal. Oh, it's so funny. His comment says, I've been eating so much broccoli. My, my doo-doo is green. Uh, I've had too much red wine and had green doo-doo. I don't know if that's the same thing. Broccoli is probably a better reason. Broccoli is probably a better reason to have green doo-doo. Um, I don't know. Weird hobby. I'm not sure. Probably just the way I eat has changed a lot. I've, I have the same hobbies. Have you found any Orient in San Diego? No, I haven't really explicitly looked for it. Um, but I have not found it either. I have not, I, I kind of like when I'm browsing in like a beer aisle or something like that, I'll be like, oh, I wonder if they have Orient here and I haven't seen any yet, but, uh, I'm sure that they do have it some places and I just haven't seen any yet, but, uh, Orient is my, definitely my new favorite, like sipping beer. I had a battalion commander who did a 20 miler with the air assault packing list, IOTV helmet in four hours, 40 minutes at Fort Campbell. That's incredible. That's really good. That's over, uh. That's over five miles. That's just almost five miles an hour. That's that's a run. That's running or, you know, jogging, if you will. But that's a running pace. That's a moving at a expedited double time rate pace, which isn't really good. Really, really good. Um, I probably could not do that right now. If I had to do a 12 miler in three hours, maybe, maybe. But uh, not um, not easily, that's for sure. Sapporo, your favorite Asian beer, Regal says. Yeah, better than it being, uh, what is it, Tiger? Tiger, uh, what is the one from uh, Singapore? Tiger. I think it's called Tiger. Hmm. Has, uh, what's that stuff they put in deceased people, formaldehyde? My son-in-law got hooked on Big Wave and Pearl. Nice. Kona, Kona Big Wave. Kona beer is pretty good. I do like the uh, the Japanese beer is actually excellent. I smell another plank challenge brewing. Uh-oh, plank challenge. Yeah, we'll have to do that soon. Um, I plan on doing some kind of memorial workout for August 26th for the Afghanistan withdrawal attack. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be. I've been kind of looking online, seeing if I can find a good one, but maybe I'll live stream that because I certainly intend on doing something really hard, something really, really, really difficult. Um have you ever been to Singapore? I've been to Singapore twice. I've been to Singapore twice. And we were planning on going, my wife and I, on vacation, but uh, that's when COVID started. 
So when COVID started, we had tickets to Singapore that we had to get a refund on. So that was a real bummer. You want to do that workout nuggets? It's going to be a tough one. I'm promising you that right now. Whatever I do, it's going to be really hard, probably for a really long time. That's what she said. Uh, let's see. Anybody else got any other questions? If not, I'm going to sign out here. I'm going to get going on into the weekend, try to go get my surf on uh, tomorrow morning and hang out with my wife and our doggo tonight and have some dinner and stuff like that. John says, I did a three-minute plank on my TikTok a few months ago. Epic. Good for you. Very cool. Very, very cool. Keep it up. Everyone out there, keep up your fitness. Uh, make sure you're doing that. I highly recommend it. Um, I always keep up my fitness. Uh, even when I have a little back injury like I do now, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. You cannot stop. You cannot give up because once you do, especially when you start getting older, it, it catches up quick. It, it catches up quick. It takes years to get in a really good shape. It takes weeks to get out of shape. It's very, it's very, it sucks. Totally sucks. Um, I was thinking about this recently, how, you know, it's hard to lose weight and stay in shape and keep your diet in check and all that stuff. And I was thinking about why. And I was just thinking like, man, it is so, it really sucks that it takes like hours and hours and hours to burn a thousand calories but it takes like seconds to consume a thousand calories. I could eat a thousand calories in 30 seconds, probably with like a cheeseburger, like a big ass cheeseburger, shovel that down thousand calories, scoops, ice cream, thousands of calories to get rid of thousands of calories. You have to work hard for a couple hours, three, maybe even three or four hours. And that's not fair. <laughs> that is just not fair. Dave, cool. What's up? Welcome back, Max. Glad to see you back on here. Thank you very much, Dave. Um, I've been thinking about you recently. I uh, saw your post on Facebook, and uh, my, my thoughts are with you for what it's worth. I hope you're doing well. After going on vacation for two weeks and a week of COVID before, I could barely do five pull-ups or 10 as a max when I could usually do 25. 25 pull-ups. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't know if I could do 25 right now. Maybe. 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 Definitely when I was 25 years old. I could do 25 pull-ups, but uh, now it's a, now it's, I think I might be able to do it. I might be able to do 25, but it'd be a, it'd be a stretch. You got it, Dave. It's great to see you. One of my favorite people right there from the Navy, Dave Cool. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to get signing out though. Uh, it's the end of the hour here. Not, uh, not, I don't have a pull-up bar nuggets. I don't have a pull-up bar, but maybe, uh, maybe soon I'll post something about my, do a max pull-up challenge or something like that. Um, it's great to see you all. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the story of how I got the nickname. Oh, Dave, cool. Uh, I was telling everyone about how I got the nickname Nicholas Cage and uh, and sharing that story, as well as my blue jacket of the quarter from 2005. I can't believe it's been almost 20 years since then. That is hard to come to terms with. <laughs> but it's all good stuff, guys. It's all good stuff. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. It's been a pleasure to share some sea stories with you. And I will be back Monday with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. Until next time, I look forward to talking to you guys all very soon. For now, that's the Scuttlebutt. <laughs>